Okay, welcome back in to 24-7 Ball Talk. We're going to start off, normally I start off with the NBA, but I'm going to start off this week because it is NFL Conference Championship Week, and today with the NFL, we're going to break down the Titans-Chiefs game, the Packers-49ers game, we're going to look at percentages of wins, where they were at at the beginning of the playoffs to where they are now and the chance of winning the Super Bowl. I'm also going to get to my picks and then hopefully also do a version of Leslie's picks this week. Now, and before we get going, um, it was really interesting. I, I was watching this little bit um, by Peter Schlager of... NFL.com and he was talking about the Chiefs game and it was really pretty good. It's a really quick little blurb and he was talking about the Chiefs needing a hero and he said what it's going to come down is to one person making a certain play. He said it's not going to be Mahomes, it's not going to be Kelsey, it's not going to be the three-headed wide receiver monster, Hill, Hardman, Watkins, Robinson, he said it's going to take somebody like Daniel Sorensen. Then he ripped off his jacket. He had a 49 number. Daniel Sorensen is the as the person with the be the heroes to help the Chiefs. Now he picked the Chiefs to win. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And also then in CBS Sports, it's kind of funny. CBS Sports, I was reading an article about the Chiefs and their comeback against the Texans. It was, and they likened it to BYU coming back against uh, SMU when they were there. It was really, it was really, really funny as he said this. This comeback is as big as this one. Now, remember, BYU came back against SMU, the Hail Mary, as amazing catch. BYU. Well, Daniel Sorensen played at BYU. So many coincidences here. Um, really interesting. If you if you like weird football side facts, that you take it. Then he said Daniel Sorensen, a hero. Here you go to win. That's what I think. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, now, also, you know, I want to every week. My I teach high school. Uh, and I love it. I, I love my kids. Very passionate about it. I've got a new sports psychology class, and I like to welcome them into the fold. That if they want to, if they take a listen here, that will be kind of funny. Now, I've given Trevor. Trevor's a Broncos fan. I've given him kind of a hard time all year. He wore one time. He wore his Broncos stuff. This last week in class, he finally won it. I said, "What? You finally win it?" And Trevor said, "Yeah." We didn't lose, so I decided to wear it. It was kind of funny. So welcome all those kids that are in my sports psych class into it. Also, my flex class. Give a few shout-outs here to them. We got uh, Cade and his recreation basketball team going against Miles and AJ's team, and they beat them by like 15 points. I took AJ's team because I thought they would beat him and Miles, but Cade proved me wrong there. They came up and win. Kel, i like to shout out to Kel with his 14 rebounds. Also, uh, for Tyler, she's on the Bonneville swim team. She broke her PR, setting some really high goals for herself and, and just doing really great there. And she's also in that same class. And then also give a shout out to Grace, 
we call her the flex. Hopefully she did really well today at her cheer competition. Just this great things happening um, at Bonneville High School. A couple other things, um, Harrison and Paxson. Uh, just shout out to them because their team will be playing this Sunday against the 49ers. So we'll come back to that. And then also uh, I'll always give Dylan some love because he's a Saints fan and uh, give him some a shout out to him just for staying with it. And, and then also another person give a, another shout out, shout out. We call it his tie. I call him T.Y. Also for his LSU Tigers. He said way, way back that they would win. And and we, I mean, they've been there. They've been good. And I was cheering for Clemson, but both teams were great. And also for his LSU Tigers for winning the national championship. There's my shout outs. Also, um, one last shout out to Troy Fulmer. He's a longtime Packers fan. Uh, used to live over here by where I lived. Uh, coached against him in recreation football. And, and he's just... I coached his son at Clearfield High School. What a great family. He's also a Packers fan. He keeps throwing me the DMs about the pack, and I love it. Uh, hopefully his team wins and uh, my team wins there. And so we'll get on to it. Let's start off first with the Packers 49ers. Now, uh, we kind of go by the numbers here. Kind of look as, as their chances. Uh, the 49ers are favored by 7.5. Now, we could talk about the defense of the San Francisco, right? I mean, they're a very, I would even say as a great team. They are a great team. And they are built for a Super Bowl, meaning their defense. Now, mind you, that's what I'm saying there. Their defense there. But I want to throw a little side note uh, tidbit at you. So 23 times since the Super Bowl era, in which a team has lost to a regular season team by more than 28 points. Now, when they've lost to those, nine times has that team came back and beat them. So if they cut just with that stat there, now I know it's happened 23 times out of nine. This gives the Packers hopefully some, some, some hope there that they have a chance in this game. Now, if you're taking, if you're throwing the Packers out and you're just reading all the media and the hype about the 49ers, I don't know. I'm going to make some bold predictions here, too. Also, again, some just some odd stats. Uh, you got to think about this. Aaron Rodgers, where did he play his, high sc- uh, his college football at? High school also, if you go back even that far. You go back, he played at Cal. He's the number one pick for the Packers coming out. And also Devontae Adams. He, too, played his ball at California. He played for Fresno State. Both of those two are coming back to San Francisco. Now, the last time they played in San Francisco, they got beat very bad. Now, think about this. So we're going to just kind of throw this out there. They come back to San Francisco. They have a chance to redeem it. Now, remember, Aaron Rodgers fumbled at first. The 49ers picked it up. It just got going. I don't think the Packers were really ready for that game. They didn't look like they were ready. They did get blown out. Give the 49ers that. They did get blown out. But I think that comes back to say some things. Now, let's go back to the history. Start to look at some of the some of the. Th- the stats about these two teams, historic teams, the 49ers in the 80s and 90s, I mean, even even up until the 2000s, early, 
they were considered teams for, I think, 98, probably was the last time, really made a huge push to get to the, to the playoffs. But these two teams have nine Super Bowls between the two of them, okay? Now, in the last eight meetings between these two teams, in the last 25 postseasons, the Packers have won five of the three. Think about that, right? They've won five of the three. Now, the 49ers have won the last two meetings in the playoffs. So these are some, these are some interesting tidbits of information to kind of look at this. Also, back in the beginning, when I first started talking playoffs, in the very beginning of the playoffs, they had the 49ers, a 73% chance to make it to the conference championship. Now, this is just straight by the numbers. 73% chance of making it to the conference championship. They had a they have a 41% chance of playing in the Super Bowl. They also now have a 34% chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think that's pretty crazy. Um now at the first of the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl was 13% chance of winning the Super Bowl. So they have bumped up to 34% chance of winning. Now, the Packers, on the flip side of this, the Packers were a 53% chance of making it to the conference championship. And they were a 24% chance of going to the Super Bowl. So you kind of look at those numbers there. The edge goes to the 49ers. So if you're looking at it just straight by the numbers, you'll look at that. And then they were a 17% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Um, Now, at the first of the season, uh, first of the playoffs, they had 11% chance of winning. So their percentage has gone up. So as the 49ers, of course, you only have four teams left. So your percentage would go up. But as you, you look there and you look at those numbers. So by the numbers, straight by the numbers of teams. So you say to yourself, okay, what's it going to take? I think, again, offense versus defense. I think it's going to come down to that. What's Bosa going to do? Is he going to be able to get to Rodgers and upset Rodgers? Is the the Packers, uh, are they going to be able to move the ball, score on a consistent basis, and keep um, that defense on the field making them tired? If they can do that, again, all numbers are against the Packers. However, I go back to that nine times as a team in a regular season lost, uh, lost big time, but then came back and beat the team they lost to. Also, there's some psyche there. You kind of look at it and say, the 49ers going into it, or they're like, hey, we beat them. We beat them bad last time. I know you're not thinking that, but sometimes athletes get in their head. Hey, we came out. And so I don't know if the, the I'm just saying, just looking at that. Now, here's my bold prediction. I might be wrong on this. I so far many times. I mean, I picked the Saints to be there to play the Chiefs. And so right now I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think I am not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers. So if you just come down, I think it's going to be his play um, versus Garoppolo's play. Uh, 49ers have, have a good offense, not a great offense, great defense. So it's going to come down to the 49ers defense against the Packers offense. And I'm going to give this nod to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will play in the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you who they're going to play against coming up here right after this 
short little brief moment here as I go to the Titans and the Chiefs. Now, Titans versus the Chiefs. There it was at the beginning of the week a nine and a half point favorite. It's dropped to a seven point favorite where the Chiefs have won, right? Now, if you look at it, the Titans, their coach has never been this far ever, right? Of course, we understand that. Players, some of their players have never been to this moment or this big of playoff. Do you think that will get to the Titans? Granted, big win against the Ravens, huge win up. I mean, they weren't supposed to win there. They weren't supposed to win at all in the wild card. They beat the Patriots. They've had two upset wins. Now, with that being said, leave it at that right there. I'm going to come now to Andy Reid. He was asked a question, and I really think this is really awesome. He said, you know, I've been here before. And as they ask him, what do you, how do you get your team ready? And he goes, I, it's not about me. What a humble guy. And I know most people, they have him there as head coaches. They don't rely. But Andy Reid, I just, I mean, I know he's the coach of my team, but he just gives his credit to his team. He says, I've been here, but he says, you know what? This team has prepared themselves. They are ready. They are just focused in. He says he loves the work ethic. He says last year's loss in the conference championship really devastated this team. Of course it would. He says they put in the work. He says they are always trying to better themselves. Now, on the flip side, Rabel, he said the same thing about his team. They're fighters. They have had their backs against the wall. I mean, you even go back. We go back in the season to week 14. The Titans have been playing in the playoffs for a long time, at least the last five weeks. If they would have lost, they were out. So they've been playing tough. Now, you take it. Here it is. Look at ground pound versus air attack. That's that's where we're all talking about it. There's no new information that you could bring to the table except to say, there it is. Can the Chiefs stop Derrick Henry? And then also, can the Titans defense stop the Chiefs? Well, we'll look at the numbers. Well, let's kind of, before we look at the numbers, let's back up just a second and look at the players. I want you to think this. If I told you, now granted, he's playing very well. In fact, the Titans' third down conversions, their third down conversions are almost 57% in the playoffs. That's huge. That is huge for them. To keep their offense on the field, get the other defense tired, and that could be that could be a big play come back for the Titans. But I want to look at players here. Kind of look at players as we talk about this. You have Mahomes versus Tannehill. Now that, right now, Tannehill's playing very good football, but the ball is not in his hands. He only threw the ball 13 times in the Ravens game. I mean, it's really, you know, pound Henry, pound, 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 play action, take your shot deep down the field. But who do you take? Over that, you got Mahomes versus Tannehill. Now, your edge has got to go to Kansas City. In the running game, I mean, we could, McCoy, Williams, Williams. I mean, it doesn't matter who you throw there. They're not the back that Henry is. He's pretty amazing back. So you got to give the edge there. Now you go to tight end. Kelsey. Kelsey versus uh, uh, Smith for the tight ends uh, for the Titans. McNod's got to go to Kelsey. And you kind of go there. You go back and forth here just on offense. Now, you take Tariq Hill versus 
Brown. I mean, a rookie. Okay, rookie. He's been there. You got Hardman. Now he is a rookie, and you got Davis. But then you also have Watkins and Robinson. Now Robinson had some drop balls, but I think I mean that was Robinson was just really wound tight. I don't see him doing that. Same with Kelsey, uncharacteristic. So I mean, really, the only thing is you're looking at the Titans. The nod that you give them on offense is to Henry. The rest, you're going to go with the Chiefs. Now, of course, because they're the sixth-ranked offense in the league, you would kind of give the nod there. But let's kind of look at it. Uh, Here, the offense for the Titans, they're 12th. And their defense is ranked 21st overall. The Chiefs' offense is 6th, 4th in passing. You break down the defense on the Titans, they're 26th in passing. So what the Chiefs do extraordinary well is throw the ball. Now, I think if you look at it, if the Titans, if they don't get into a shootout, like the Texans, the Texans got, they went for it on fourth down on their own 30 because they knew we couldn't stop them. If they got that first down, I don't know if the game would be it was what it happened. Sorensen did make that amazing tackle, saved it, and that turned the game. But the Chiefs scored 51 points and came back. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening in this game. It's a conference championship. I I, I see defenses really um, knuckling down here. And However, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to throw the ball. Now let's look at the numbers, breaking it down by the numbers. Chiefs, the chance of making it a conference championship at the first of the playoffs was 76% chance. That's a pretty high percentage. So they were supposed to be there. Again, um, the Titans, they were 4% chance of making it to the conference championship. See where I'm kind of going with this? Last year, the the Chiefs were, were supposed to make it to the conference championship, and they got there. They weren't really supposed to go on and beat the Patriots. Now, did I believe they could? Yes. Were they four inches away? Yes. But let's look at the Titans. So the Titans, oh, also, let's look at winning the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. If they winning the Super Bowl, a percent of winning the Super Bowl was 14% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Now their chance. They are the highest team at 35% chance of winning the Super Bowl. So they went from being the third in this whole percentage by the numbers because the Ravens were first. The Chiefs now are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Now look at the Titans. 4% chance of making it to the conference championship. It's kind of like their Super Bowl. They have a 1% chance of making it to the Super Bowl. They had less than 1% chance of making it, of winning the Super Bowl. Now, their number is a 14% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Okay, now if you look at it, I haven't, I've said all year long, my pick at the first of the year, way back, if you go back into August and look at some of the podcasts that I've done, I had been picking the the Chiefs to win the suit to win the Super Bowl or at least play for it. Now, I had them in the Saints. The Saints, wow, heartbreak loss, didn't play well. We all know that. They move on, the Vikings move on and beat them and then they played the 49ers. Now you're looking at the 49ers and Packers. I took the Packers today. Again, I'm not going against my 
team. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl to play the Packers. I think there's so many storylines. Been 50 years since my team, the Kansas City Chiefs, have been in the Super Bowl. I'm just super excited. I hope they win. I'm I, I'm really, I think they do have a shot. If there ever was a shot at doing this, I think this team has built themselves there. I think the Titans have had two big upsets. If they do it, power to them. I'm cheering on the AFC. But I think if I was picking right now, I'm going to go Chiefs, Packers in the Super Bowl. Great storylines for next week. Again, shout out to all those people listen to. Thanks for listening to me. I really appreciate it. And that is... For the moment, 24-7 ball talk. Put it on the stamp. There it is. Chiefs, Packers, Super Bowl. Again, thanks for listening. Go sports. Okay, welcome back into 24-7 ball talk. Probably one of my favorite features as we go here. I'm here with my lovely wife, Leslie, and we're uh, just excited. It's fun to do this. And, and make these picks. We're coming down to the end of the season with our picks here. And so we're into the conference championships, babe. What are you thinking about this? I'm thinking it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Crazy time for football. Would you have thought that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Titans and the 49ers and the Packers at the beginning of the season, do you think these were the four teams that would be playing for the chance to go to the Super Bowl? No way. No nope. way. Mm-mm. Wouldn't have picked them. No, Ravens would have been there in my picks. In your picks, you would have taken the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the it, Saints, they got, they got hosed. Hosed again. Saints get hosed again. All right, so let's come down to this uh, first pick. Let's, let's go to here. We're going to take the Titans versus the Chiefs. Who would you pick to win? Chiefs. And why would you take the Chiefs? Because they're better. They're on a roll. They're on a roll. They're on a roll. The Titans' win was last week. The Titans' win was last week against your Ravens, that you had the Ravens mm-hmm. going to the Super Bowl over my Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go with the Chiefs this week. Okay. Going with the Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs. You heard it there. Chiefs over the Titans. Also, let's just throw this out. Why? You said that they were a better team. Was there any other reasons why you would say that the Chiefs would win. Knowing that Derrick Henry, the running back for the Titans, is really super good, do you think he has enough to overcome what the Titans, what the Chiefs can do on offense? No. Chiefs have Mahomes. They have Kelsey. They have that other guy. Hill. Hill. I was going to say Hall, but okay, we'll go with Hill. Sure. And they're a force to be reckoned with. Okay. All right. So you heard it. Leslie's going to take the Chiefs. Now, 49ers, Packers. You got the 49ers are playing at home. Packers are there. They played one time earlier in the year, and the 49ers beat the Packers by 28 points. So just knowing what, the, they're both full healthy, no injuries on each side, full teams coming in. It's a night game in San Francisco. Who do you think is going to win between the Packers and the 49ers? I'm going to take the Niners. You take the Niners. Taking the Niners. And why are you taking the Niners? The Niners have just pulled it together for most of the game, most games. They're, I think they're a better team. Uh, That and Green Bay has ugly colors. Ew. Okay, so just because of the colors, you're going to go with the red and the gold of the 49ers. 
to beat the yellow and green of the Packers. It's not just because of the colors. It's that 49ers are going to win because I say they are. Okay. All righty. There you have it. You have the 49ers beating the Packers to go against the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. How crazy will that be here at our house? Oh, it's going to be insane. I'm not sure I can handle it happening, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when it comes. The question is, are you going to paint your face as I am going to paint my face if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl? No way. Because it doesn't matter if I paint my face or not. If they, It's not going to make them win. But it'll make us feel better. If they win, yeah, you'll be super happy. But mm. no, I will not be painting my face. Mm. Mm-mm. Okay. So, all right. There's Leslie's picks. You got it. Heard it from her. Take it to the bank. Chiefs 49ers. I took the Chiefs and the Packers. So, we'll see who comes out next week as we again, once again, go with Leslie and take her picks and go sports. Welcome back into 24-7 Ball Talk. And now I want to go to my NBA section of our Ball Talk. Just super excited this week for some just just everything that's happening right now in the pros and we're to the halfway point in our NBA season. I want to talk about a few things. Start breaking down and start breaking down certain teams. So today, as you're listening, I'm going to go through a few of uh few issues here with the NBA. I want to look at a team in particular. So what's wrong with the Portland Trailblazers? They were one of my picks to make it to uh, the NBA uh, playoffs. And also, I thought they would do so much better than they already are. So what's wrong with Portland? That's there. I want to go to looking at power rankings, teams to watch for the week. Also, I'm going to talk about the bottom dwellers. We give so much love to the top teams also, so I want to give the bottom dwellers a little bit of love on my podcast here, because there probably are people out there that are fans are just like, hey, this is where it's at. Also, then I want to throw some uh, NBA All-Star. Again, I posted my team. If you think you have a team that would be better, go ahead and, and, and shout it out to me. Go ahead and see your picks. I would love to. Now, let's look at the Portland Trailblazers. What is wrong there? Now, a few weeks back, I talked about about the Jazz and the Jazz's inconsistency. Now, the Jazz went out and made some serious moves, traded Dante Exum, let go of Jeff Green. They said, hey, this is not working. So I really started looking into the Portland Trailblazers this week and studying them and looking at the games they played. They're 18 and 25. They're still not out of the playoffs. So, and I looked at the, some of their big wins. Now, these, their big wins have come over teams over 500. The Nuggets, the uh, Lakers. I mean, they, then they turn around and lose to Minnesota. Again, that inconsistency. Went back and also looked at it. You got to understand, though, Whitesides is their center. He doesn't play defense. Although he's, he has one of the top, he's averaging 2.6 blocks a game. I mean, that's pretty good as you look there. But on their bench, you have Collins and Nurkic. They're both injured. I really think that with Portland, that that's where it's at. Um, also, 
Do you think they can make the playoffs as a team at 18 and 25? Do they need to make some changes? Kind of looking there. Um, Or do they just say, okay, no, we're just going to wait. I mean, trade deadline's coming up. Do they wait for Collins and Nurchik to get better? Do they make? Like I said, they're ninth in the West. Now, their next five games, their next five games are the Thunder away, Warriors at home, Mavs at home, Pacers at home, and the Rockets at home. Now, if we look at Portland going forward here, I think they can beat the Thunder. I really do. I feel their offensive weapons are there. They come back home to the great Northwest, and they play the Warriors. Easy, easy. I think they can handle the Warriors against the Mavs. Now, they get in a shootout with the Mavs. They did it the other day and ended up losing. I think home against the Mavs, different story. So I'm going to give them um, the nod there. Now, they don't play well against Harden. They have the Pacers at home. Oladipo is not playing, yet he's still out. But the Pacers are on a record tear, man. They are hanging tough without their star. I think through this road trip and looking at it for Portland in the next five games, I think they go 3-2, and 3-2, and two and, and get back to some of their winning ways. Now, I think if I was to pick the two losses, I, I don't know if they lose... Um, I think they beat the beat the Pacers, they beat the Warriors, and they beat the Thunder. And I think the Mavs and the Rockets were where their losses will come from. Anyways, I still think they'll go three and two. If they can go three and two through this road trip, they'll be okay. Um, I feel uh, they can score at will. But what's really hurting them also is their defense. They don't play defense. They don't have big stops when they need it. Their shooting also is, is they are their field goal percentage is 22nd in the league. So they're not hitting their shots. And they're 15th in three-point shoot, uh, shooting at 35%. Oh, 35.7, so 36%. Now, can Portland make it to the playoffs? I say yes. On Jalen Rose uh, on ESPN the other night said that he doesn't think they'll make it. He's going to input San Antonio in that eighth spot. I still think they can make it once they get healthy, improve their field goal percentage, and also play better defense. I think that's what helps them. Now, looking at it, I want to look at power rankings. The last few weeks, I've done the top five power rankings, and they have some changes there. The Jazz have improved. They were on my watch list of teams to watch. I also said uh, watch Graham and Trey Young uh, for the Hawks. They are both playing very well. However, those two teams are kind of in a tumble right now. So power rankings. Let's go to the very bottom, Golden State. We know that. They're 9-32. and 32. Only team in 2020 without a win. That's pretty bad. We're to the 17th of January, and they haven't had a win. I feel really bad for Golden State because for so long they were at the pinnacle. But we all understand why they are where they are. They just don't have the pl- uh, players you know, to compete against these other teams. Also, D. Russ, he's been out. He's only played, he's missed six games out of their last eight games. Uh, That's tough to have a player like that to be where. Now, 
Do you think he can play? Do you think D'Angelo Russell can play with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? That he is the he is a cog in this wheel for the Golden State Warriors. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Now, next I want to go to is the Atlanta Hawks, right? So Golden State injuries, Atlanta Hawks is not injuries. Um, three weeks ago, they were in the top 10. They have dropped immensely. They're, but also, their strength of schedule is one of the top three hardest schedules right now. Now, if you were watching the game last night, you saw the Spurs. Their guard took Young, crossed him over, and broke his ankles. Trey Young is having, yeah, he does have a hurt, sprained ankle. He is having an all-star year, but his he is a defense liability. I mean, he cannot handle it. Um, also, for the Hawks, next up is Detroit. Uh, mm, I'm looking at the Hawks. I don't know if they can do it. They're a young team. Not promising. I don't pick the Hawks to make that eight in the East. I think they're going to look for there'll be a lottery team. Next, 28th ranked Detroit Pistons, which is crazy. The Detroit Pistons still are in a spot to make the playoffs. Um, now, here comes my question about the Pistons. Will they ever get back to greatness? Do you think they have what it takes to get back to that 80s piston style play Detroit piston hard physical basketball I don't know especially right now Blake Griffin he's out with knee surgery again I don't see Detroit pistons making the playoffs um however they are sitting in the ninth spot right now they I just don't see them as these bottom dwellers in the east making a good run at it I mean, they're okay team with Drummond, and I'm, they, they have some chances. But if I'm a Detroit fan, I think I'm looking for the lottery. I'm looking at the lottery and looking there. Now, the 27th, Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, they are 13-25. and 25. They, they're, they went out. They're going to experiment here. I think they really are with Dante Exum. And he's played well. He really has played well. Uh they have some chance to win some games. Schedule gets a little easier. They've been on that top three list of hardest games. Now their next seven straight games come under teams under 500. So the Cleveland Cavaliers have a chance to bump it up. Tristan Thomas stays there. We talked about trade talks with him. What's going on there? Is Dante Exum going to be a factor I don't know if Cleveland makes it to the playoffs. I'm going to say no, they don't. As a bottom dweller, is the 27th in the power rankings. Cleveland Cavaliers, once again, lottery team. Now, 26th were the Charlotte Hornets. They're right there with the Pistons, 15-27 on the year. Teams on the watch list. I put them on there. We said this the other week to watch this team. They're very young, and you can see it now with Graham and Rogier. I and also Bridges. I mean, I think they have a young nucleus, but they, they I just don't see them like breaking out. Now, Rogier, he's putting up all-star numbers. The Hornets, though, they have a tough schedule. Um 
I would like to see them get better at defense. I like to I think again, young team. Um they're they are a bottom. They're but they are playing good. If you take them lightly, they'll beat you. Uh, however, though, as as the bottom five, I think the Charlotte Hornets can make the playoffs. I think they can catch the Pistons. I think they can catch the Bulls and make a run at it because of their youth. Because of their youth, they'll be able to make it. So I'm going to get a little nod there. I gave a shout out to the bottom dwellers of the NBA there. As you look at the power rankings all the time, I'm talking about top teams. Now, let's look at the halfway point in the top teams. Most impressive, again, West in the West or the East. You know, looking at it, I mean, you have the East. The East has the Bucks. They're 37 and 6. But is that because of the East is a little bit. Now they're getting into there the weaker of a schedule. They they get to play uh East where they have nine teams below 500 record. The West has only seven teams below the 500 record. I'm going to kind of looking at East West. Now, what I did is I took the top number one teams of the East, top number one teams of the West, and I put them together. Now, I also talked to my son, Tyler, Tyler Fessler. He's uh, listened to his podcast, if you like college football. It's Get the Ball Rolling. Love it. He does a great job, gives some expertise analysis there. He is is really knowledgeable on his on his sports overall. And um, but if you like college football, check out his podcast. It's really good. I'll throw it there also. So let's kind of kind of come back. I talked to him about who he would choose and who I would choose. I went, so I take the top teams here. Let's start at the bottom. 76ers versus the Mavs. In a seven-game series, who wins? Now realize why I'm saying this is who would be better, East versus the West? Who is going to win more games in the East versus the West as out of it with their top teams? So we have the 76ers and the Mavericks. Tyler from Get the Ball Rolling, he is going to pick the 76ers. Now he doesn't really like it. Now Hayden, my other son, who was here, he's on a hiatus for a couple years on a on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's over there and um, he loves the 76ers. So I know who he would take in this one if we were going back and forth there. Um, 76ers. I chose the 76ers also to beat the Mavs. I don't think the Mavs have the firepower or the height to battle what the 76ers would throw at them with Embiid and Harris. I mean, just I look at the 76ers and Simmons. I don't think the Mavericks. I think Luka would have good a great game. I think Persingas would have a good game. But in battling an overall seven-game series, I'm going to take the Sixers, 76ers, as well as Tyler did also. Now, we have the Pacers versus the Rockets. Uh, this would be a great series. I think this would be really good. Tyler picked the Pacers. I also picked the Pacers. Tyler said because of team basketball. I really do feel the Pacers have been on my watch list teams to watch. A fun, surprising East team along with the Heat. They also, too, have been there. Um, the next one is we're working our way up this Raptors versus the Jazz. Of course, we're both Jazz fans. We both take the Jazz. We're And, and again, you're okay to wear your goggles. Wear them. Love it. 
Now, like I said, I'm biased. However, the Jazz are one of the top teams right now in the NBA. Coming off of a 10-game win streak, horrible call by the officiating in the New Orleans game. Uh, Wasn't a foul by Rudy, Rudy Gobert to get fouled out. I mean, he had a chance to win it in regulation. He didn't. But against the Raptors, I would take the Jazz against the Raptors to win that if they're in a seven-game series. Again, now let's go to the Celtics and the Clippers. Tyler chose the Clippers because that's his team. But I really feel, in fact, Tyler said the Clippers will win the NBA championship. I don't know if they'll win the NBA championship, but I would pick them to go to the championship, depending on who they play from the from the East. It would really be interesting. Now the Celtics, what an interesting team. I I really they have all the pieces. Danny Ainge has done a great job in putting the pieces together with them to create a championship team. But Brad Stevens I think he's the one that is hindering it. He has yet to put his all-star team. He keeps on working all these different lineups to find out which one's the best. Put your best five on and go play. If the Celtics were to do that, I think they would be dangerous. But if the Celtics Clippers were to play, just taking it as the third team in the West to play the third team in the East, I'm still going to go with the Clippers. So we have the Clippers, the Jazz. And the 76ers and the Pacers. So right now we're 2-2 two and two on the wins. Now the second team in the East are the Heat. I said watch the Heat. I've been taking them. I said all along, outside of the Bulls in the, in the, for what the Bulls have as my team in the, in the East, I would take also the Heat. I like the Heat. I like what they're doing. I like that team. Um, it's very much uh, Jimmy Butler is playing lights out. So I'm, I would look at the Heat against the Nuggets. Now, I chose the Heat over the Nuggets, although I do like Denver. Now, Tyler doesn't like Denver. He thinks they're overrated. He thinks they're just to have an easy schedule. And that's who they're playing when they play. He says when they play the big teams, they will get knocked out. He doesn't see the Nuggets going very deep into the playoffs. I do. I do see the Nuggets going deep into the playoffs. I think they're a very physical team, and that helps you in the playoffs. However, Portland last year did knock them out. I mean, they did. So kind of look there. You can look at that. But I would take the Heat. So that gives us the nod to uh, to the East. Now you come to the number one, Bucks versus the Lakers. Once again, here's the top thing: you have Giannis with the Bucks. Now, I think this would be a tough matchup. I just don't think the Bucks and the Lakers match up well. I know you have LeBron. I know you have AD. Right now, AD's hurt. But I think by the time comes playoff time, you would have the Lakers and the Bucks if those two number ones went at it. Tyler, he chose the Lakers. He thinks LeBron James and AD, that tandem right there, he called them super superstars. I mean, he just said there's no way those two in a game would be there. I, on the other hand, I'm going to take the Bucks because that is a, just a tough matchup. Giannis is a tough matchup for the Lakers. I just think their co-P 
people around Middleton and I think others on the Bucks of players give Giannis what he needs. And I think uh, with Hill at the point, I really do feel that the Bucks would beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. Now, with that being said, coming at, it depends on who would play who. In the end, by right now, if you just went to it, who would play who? You have the Bucks playing the Lakers. Everybody's saying that. I think that's a good, fair bet. But I think in the end, it's going to come down. And Tyler and I both, as we went back and forth and talked about this, I think um, the Clippers will be there. Now, uh, I don't know if they'll play the Jazz to get there or they'll play the Lakers to get there. One of those two teams to get to the finals, I think there. Now, in the East, the East is a little bit more. I think you could take probably any one of these top six teams. I really feel one of these top six teams, any one of those teams will play for the championship. So at this point right now, I would right now, I just pencil in the Bucks. But you could make a claim for the Heat. You could make a claim for the Celtics. You could make a claim for the Raptors. You could even make a claim for the Pacers right now. They are tearing it up and they don't have... Odipo. So once they get him back, also the 76ers in a seven-game series. That's what I'm talking about. Not just a one-night beachy here or there. I'm talking seven-game series, watching film, playing your place, playing our place. That's what I take. Right now, I just pencil in the Bucks to play the Clips back again. But if the Bucks were to play the Lakers, take I'm going to take the Bucks. So I guess in my predictions of East versus West, although I think the West is a tougher division, you might have your champion coming out of the East once again and shocking the West because the West is so difficult, top to bottom with teams that play. Then you go there. Now, if you go with Tyler, he's going to take, he took the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz as to be your top teams over those other ones um, versus the 76ers and the Pacers. So as you look through that, overall, Tyler picked the West to win. He thinks the Lakers would be there, but he also took the Clippers to play in the championship and to be the NBA champions. All right, now, teams to watch in the West. Uh, Keep watching the Jazz. Seriously, tune into this team. You want to see great team basketball, great movement, and good defense. They are probably right now playing at that high level. I enjoy watching the Jazz. Everybody wants to look showtime with the Lakers. Uh, They are fun, but I'm telling you, tune in to the Jazz. Watch the Jazz play. Now in the East, here's my my new team coming on the scene. Uh, Kyrie is back. They play some top teams in the next five games. The Brooklyn Nets. Watch to see how they go. I'm really intrigued by this next week. I want to watch Brooklyn play. They have the Bucks, the 76ers, the Lakers, Detroit, and the Knicks. So as teams to watch the next week, I really, in the West, watch the Jazz. But in the East, watch to see Brooklyn and what they do. This will tell you if they're a legit team that can make a playoff run in the East. Now, they're not one of those top teams that I mentioned. I don't know if they could bust in there to knock one of those out of those teams, whether it be the Pacers, 76ers. Now, I went just top six. I know eight go to the playoffs. I went just your top six there. 
think in the East, it's very evenly matched. You can put anybody in there. So watch them again. I'm going to pick that they go 3-2 and two in this next week as they play their games out in the next five games as they have there. Now, my last segment here, again, all-star voting. Get out and vote for those Utah Jazz players. Still going to take my team. These are my teams for the West and my team for the East. A little bit of trade from last week. I'm just each week, I'm going to little tweak it a little bit. I don't think I did from my West. I think my East I did. So my West All-Stars. At point guard, Damian Lillard. I'm serious. Take him. D. Mitch at my two. Kawhi Leonard at my three. LeBron James at my four, because he can basically play anywhere. And also Rudy Gobert. Defense, Rudy can also score you a double-digit game, but he's going to be that defensive threat in the middle against... I think if you put those, those five... You put those five on the floor and said, you give me your best five against my best five, those guys. Now, my West All-Star picks, I, I, a little bit, you might say I'm crazy. I took Kyrie. Kyrie, definitely as a point. I really like Kyrie. Um, the other day, there was a little thing about ball, the best handles in the NBA. Bar none, voting out there. He was like 56%. So Kyrie at my point. Now, Zach Levine would be my next. He would be my two guard. Giannis would be my center, three or four, play him at anywhere, right? Pascal, I'd take Pascal. And here's my change. I had last week, I had Joel Embiid. This week, I'm going to take out Joel Embiid, and I'm going to put in, that's right, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy, a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets, in my starting five. I would like to see that all-star game. Now, other all-stars, yes, that are there. In the East, Tatum, Young, Embiid, Harris, Middleton, Morris. Those are some of your top Eastern. Now, in your West, Harden, Luka, Davis, Towns, Ingram. Sure, put those guys against it. I would like to see that game. Harden versus D. Mitch, Luca versus Lillard, or vice versa, to have that. Uh, Davis, Davis against Gobert, uh, Towns against Leonard. No, I, I mean, you could have this Ingram against LeBron. I mean, that would be fun as we go over that. Um, those are my all star picks. Once again, give me a shout out. Hit me up on Anchor. Hit me up on uh, on my. Instagram and whatever you want to talk about, whether you agree or disagree with me, I love it because you're listening and you're watching and paying attention to sports. Love the NBA. Just excited about the Utah Jazz and what's going on. Again, watch the Brooklyn Nets this week and just see. I think they're up and coming. The Heat. The Heat are continuing. I, I called it. I love it. I love when I'm right. It's a lot of fun. Most of the time, I'm not. No, just kidding. I, I, I do, I'm throwing out there. I'm, I'm just studying. The more and more I'm studying and learning about the NBA, this is so fun. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoy this and get this out there at this halfway point in the season. Look to see trade rumors. I'll talk about that a little bit next week. But get out, watch the Jazz and the Nets. Key those two teams to watch, and you'll love it. Once again, 24-7 ball talk. That's this podcast. Also, go sports.